Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. speaking. Aloha, this is Kavika. Kavika, how are you? Very good yourself, sir. Good, you can hear me good and everything? Oh yeah, you're coming in clear through the system. All right, good. That's my goal. I, you know, I never know if I'm set up right, so. Well, I lucky for you, I gotta. I always question my logistics. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, we gotta use upcountry yeah. logistics because, uh, you know, good. I gotta go Thank old you. school phone lineup here, so. Good. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, um, let's cut right into it, because I got a lot of other okay. candidates today, and I'd love to get in as much of you as possible. Um, first of all, Sounds for good. everybody just, listening, uh, could yeah, I ahead. just... What was that? Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to make sure we're ready to go. Oh, I, ready I, to I, rock I, I said, yeah, go. I am fine, so go yeah. ahead. No, yeah, no worries, man. All right, so... Um, for those uh, listening at home and throughout Hawaii, uh, who are you and what office are you running for? Very good. Um, so my name is Kolauer Bandera, and I am seeking to serve as the uh, Hawaii County Council person for District 6, which is uh, a significant percentage of Kona and nearly all of Kau. It's actually the biggest geographical district on our island. Nice. Um, currently, nice. it's being uh, served by Miley David, who is term limited out. She's in her final term. 
Coffee. All right. Well, actually, this is a good educational moment for the folks at home. One of the big parts about all these interviews is talking about what the offices do just as much as about talking about your campaigns. And, uh, you know, we were actually uh, talking about this on Maui, West Maui. Actually, there, there's someone terming out over there. So talking about what it's like to uh, be caught in a power vacuum in, in this kind of uh, season of campaigns where there's there's nobody fighting to get back in. So what's it like with an evil, even playing field? Uh, that's a very good question. And I think in my opinion, you know, it, it goes back to my personal focus in life, which is, uh, you know, if I look back at being younger, it goes back to uh, community development. And I want the community to have a, a fair set of choices and options when they're thinking about, you know, what would serve them best. And I think that the community needs to, uh, you know, have or should have good, uh, choices on the table of, of who would best represent them and who's looking out for their needs and interests and who will, uh, they'd like to be able to communicate with. So I think that, like you said, in a power vacuum, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, but at the same time, frankly, uh, the coconut wireless system works pretty functionally in terms of we're a very small community and everybody knows each other. So I do not think that uh, any individual is isolated or on their own. I think that it's, it's a bigger picture for everybody. Oh, I definitely feel you on that sentiment, bro. Because like I, I, I've just recently started moving back from, from the mainland after a long time out there. And one thing I really did miss about back home, like I still had access to it. You know, my auntie's always there for talk story, but like, just like having a whole community at your fingertips in an analog way for me as a very anachronistic person, like that's always been that little Hawaiian part of me that's never gone away is like, it's that being able to be in that physical sphere of people and being able to communicate openly. So that way, every even from, you know, the glitz and the glamour all the way down to the dirty laundry, everybody knows what's going on. And I find that that's one of the few things that keeps Hawaii's communication system intact in a digital age where there, there's still quite a learning curve for it. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that recognizing that there's so many people who are not, especially in a place like where I am at, you know, there's so many people who are not connected with any internet, anything. And, you know, the percentages are not anywhere near a hundred percent and recognizing and understanding that and looking at the different ways of communicating, like you said, in person and, you know, the, the pandemic has not made that easy, but I think, you know, we're at a stage of, of figuring out how to effectively and functionally interact and communicate so that everyone's relatively speaking relaxed. And, and I think, uh, you know, the fact that some people are needing the outreach and physical attention, I think is one of the most important aspects of my district's reality, which is, it's like I said, very spread out and very, uh, you know, a lot of people don't feel like they have a say in, in what's going on. So before we go deeper into your campaign, can we get a little history on you, bro? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I, I grew up on a farm with, uh, 10 siblings. Um, and, <clears throat> I went on to study agriculture. I ended up with two master's degrees, uh, 
uh, from the University of California at Davis. Um, and I think that uh, I really have focused on my skills of communication with working with farmers around the world and uh, uh, in the last 20 years have operated a, a small diversified organic farm uh, in Honau now, which is South Kona, raised my two children here. Um, and, you know, they have effectively moved on with their uh, uh, individual processes and have completed college. And I just feel like it's time for me to help my uh, get our county on the road to being both healthy and secure, um, especially, you know, with our current circumstances, but also um, the fact that I think the community needs some level of leadership to uh, bring the different organizations and agencies and programs that are that are uh, in existence together to serve the community. So, right on. So then, pivoting towards your campaign, how how does that all apply in in what you would like to logistically bring to the table for uh, for your district? Well. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that question, um, but I think I'll uh, just go to my basics, which are <clears throat> besides, you know, healthy, functional communication with the community members to, to seek what they prioritize. I think that we really need to consider the economy um, and an economy that looks beyond and outside of tourism, mm -hmm. um, because I really feel like Hawaii needs a diversified economy which works with and for all of the residents and i think that that was really uh emphasized especially the first six or nine months of the pandemic i think that you know with no tourists all of a sudden what the heck and so i think that in my opinion that's a vital thing that needs to be dealt with um i think that truthfully food security in hawaii um is so important and we have to recognize the fact that you know hawaii used to be a neck exporter of of food and also that 60 percent of hawaii farms are located on hawaii island and the majority of them are actually in my district and or the adjoining district on on the west side of the island and so I think that we're talking about a lot of people. We're talking about a lot of farms. Um, we're talking about agricultural production, but we're really also talking about food distribution, which mm. is one of the issues that isn't really well dealt with. And I think a third item that comes to mind as significant, even though people don't necessarily like to talk about it, but it also was highlighted with the pandemic, is public transportation shortcomings in our county. They're very significant. And uh, both workers and elderly people can't, really get to what they want and need because there's not they can't get to work school shopping very readily there's not a smooth functional public transportation accessible um and i think that that is a critical foundation that needs to be secure and in place and finally i think that no matter how we talk about it the important thing that affects the whole county and affects us significantly is affordable and accessible housing. I would say, honestly, that might be the top priority because I think that the poor, the elderly, the workers, 
there isn't housing because it's all defaults to the tourism industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, as a community, have to build from the bottom up and have a secure foundation to build upon. And I think that housing is very critical. Again, those are things that I am aware of and things that I would prioritize, but I think that the first step really is to reach out and work with and listen to the community and make sure that they are uh, feel like their needs are also being heard. Right on. So, like, big picture, you know, for a guy of your stature and your, uh, uh, you know, and your accolades, like, what's what's the beyond that that you can see with, you know, I mean, you you have you seem to be the engineering mind type, so like, beyond this, like, what what's the big the big goal? What would you like to see become a, a you know a you know what's a, an example of like a future program to exist so we can inspire something into the uh, those that sit above you that are handing that money down. Cause those are people that look at things in like six year patterns, even sometimes. And while you're there boots on the ground day to day, if I had something to say to them from you, what could it be to help keep the state in mind of the County? I think that that's a very good question. Thank you. And I think, uh, I'm not sure that I, uh, I'm completely uh, prepared to come up with an example, but I'll use an example that I had thought about, which uh, I also, you know, bring my personal experience from, which is, um, you know, in, in the agricultural realm, in the farming realm, like I said, there's a lot of farmers in this, uh, in my district and in the County. And the truth is that efforts that are successful don't need to just be bringing federal money in to the people in order to import chemical inputs, including chemical fertilizers. But really we need to look at our history. Like I said, Hawaii was a net exporter of food prior to any of this existing. Mm -hmm. And now we're importing food and we're also importing all of those chemical inputs. And frankly, even if it's not certified organic farming with farmer research, we can identify how to deal with things like pests, diseases. And also we have the production, we have the fish, for example, only an example. Um, and biochar, we have stuff that is already happening in Hawaii that they aren't circled around to be inputs for uh, the agricultural realm when they can and do actually, I have concrete experience and examples um working with a neighbor who brings in fish from Honolulu um to make fertilizer and i think that there's at home developed strategies for addressing these kinds of problems and also frankly place based organic agriculture is proven to be an effective means to help reduce climate change which affects us all and so i think from the perspective of things like Hawaii Department of Agriculture and the College of Tropical Agriculture and human resources. These are things that uh, these state programs need to recognize that they should be having staff on the ground in our district, in our county, that can carry out these, address these needs, excuse me. Um, And I think that that needs to, you know, obviously happen, like you said, from the top down, from the federal uh, national representatives to the state representatives, you know, as well as 
you know, people like, you know, our county mayor recognizing that these are issues that could and should be addressed because it's just where the resources are being used up is to go around dealing with those things. You know, agriculture gets less than 1% of the state funding. In the, in, the nas- in, the, in, the, in the annual budget, agriculture doesn't get any funding. How? Exactly. Wow. You so just... we need to turn that around and flip it on its head. And that requires all of us to work together. But I think that, you know, by working with the other council people, by working with the mayor, by working with the programs and saying, you know, can we establish these? There's been some success in that, in those regards on Maui County, um, because they now have staff from the Department of Ag on the island um, at an office. And I think that, you know, we with more farmers can and should be demanding that kind of support and uh, you know the final example i'll, I'll give you uh, the final part of, of this answer i'll give you in this example is you know the the call the ctar uh extension person when i approached them about uh pursuing organic uh answers to some of the issues we're having told me that you know that they are not an organic expert and i have to consult an organic ctar expert rather than saying i'll find out for you within the system um, and so I, I, I am doing that. I have done that, but I think my point is make it accessible and available at home and on the ground. And I think that that's, I think the first thing that I would look to in terms of allocations, resources, and priorities in the short term, I think, you know, I mentioned some of those other issues that I see as critical. And I think the housing one, you know, is who owns the land is going to be vital, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's something that would take negotiation and funding from the state and federal money sources as well. So I can probably think of several examples, but I think agriculture and housing would be the two that would jump out to me. Right on. Well, maybe I could get you back on in a month or so and we could talk more about these examples and ideas percolating. No, that would be I'd be totally happy to to talk with you. Reach out to me. Thank you for your time. Righteous. All right. Well, we got time for one more question that I want to ask you because I'm asking all all of you guys that are running. What is something that the people in your community and the rest of Hawaii can do in this election season as far as being aware or things that they should be trying to be aware of in their community to help out with? So your question is, generally speaking, how, how can people be more involved? I think that the the answer is, isn't just a simple answer like people need to get out and vote, but I think that people need to demand and seek uh, things like candidate forums where people are talking to each other and uh, addressing the same question so that they can make good judgment on you know, who to vote for. I think that uh, people, community members should really be looking towards how can uh, <clears throat> their voice be heard and so demand that through uh, their community centers uh, and or their their churches and their schools and say that, you know, they aren't they want to be listened to and, and hear and be heard about uh, their opinions um, and write letters to the editor and, and get on the radio. I think that people can and should, you know, be more vocal and participatory, but I think that also uh, be more responsive, be responsive when people uh, reach out to them. And I think that that combination of things. I would hope can uh, yield uh, 
invitations to events, put on events, hold host events, I think uh, is is welcome and should also be encouraged at all the levels of individuals to uh, to groups. So I think tap into the groups you're already associated with and 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 get out and vote and get the neighbors to vote. Right on. So before you go, can you tell everyone how they can uh, find your campaign, get in contact with it, and uh, interact with you digital and analog? Uh, yeah. Um, so my name again is Colauer Bondera, and uh, that's the same as my website. Um, so I'll spell it out. It's C-O-L-E-H-O-U-R-B-O-N-D-E-R-A. Uh, dot com so colauerbondera.com um people can uh find out uh, my current activities and thoughts on my website they can make donations they can offer to to volunteer to to help me out with the campaign um they can reach out to me uh directly as well and uh my direct email is team t-e-a-m bondera teambondera at gmail.com um and uh, so emailing me, people are welcome to email me directly, ask me questions, or uh, tell me thoughts. Right. Um, we'll make sure to put that all in the show notes so people know how to interact with you. Well, mahalo for coming on today, Kolar. No, mahalo, Kavika. I appreciate, I appreciate this opportunity. Awesome. And mahalo to, talk to, to all the listeners. Time. Yes, absolutely. They appreciate it, bro. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. <gasps> Rabbit Holes is a Manavakal production. This episode was produced by Kadika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.